Who is the better edge rusher out of Jarrett verse and Dallas Turner? We're going to talk about this and that and see where they rank amongst the previous draft class. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day shot for being our everydayers. But I got to kick this introduction over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man. And listen, I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. Like I always say, man, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you comment and make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed to the channel. DP, today's show, man, we are talking about Jared Verse versus Dallas Turner, right? Would you draft Jared Verse at the top of the first round or wait to potentially get Dallas Turner in those 20s? Right, we're gonna have that really good conversation with some round one prospects, and then we're gonna see how does Jared Burr stack up to the rest of these draft classes. Right, we're talking about 2023, we're talking about 2022, we're talking about Aiden Hutchinson, or is he as good as a Jermaine Johnson who went the back end of the first round? DP, we're gonna talk, have, talk and have that conversation, and then guess what? It's back. Coach K's key thought, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. I am talking about those quarterbacks today, man. So my key thought is about those quarterbacks. But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit one with our title sponsor? Listen, guys, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Jarrett versus, so Jarrett versus, versus Dallas Turner. Dallas Turner versus Jarrett versus. This or that, and these are two of the better and probably two of the top guys in terms of at the edge rusher position of the 2024 NFL draft. And as you know, with Jared Verse, you know, the difference in the out of the two is going to be the size. Jared Verse is listed at 6'4, 260, where you know you look at Dallas Turner, he's listed at 6'4, 242. We'll get the official height, weight, arm length measurements in about a week at the combine, Keith. But you know. Just looking at their numbers, right? Jared Verse, pressures, hurries, 36 on the season, 15 QB hits, 11 sacks, and I believe he had a fumble a fumble force as well this season. When then you flip the page to a Dallas Turner, 33 pressures and hurries, 11 QB hits. I believe he had two to three forced fumbles as well as 11 sacks. When you look at these two guys, height, weight, strength, Numbers, all of these things put into the pot, Keith, and you're trying to make you trying to whip it up in the kitchen. What is your outcome? Who are you taking when you look at these guys? I am probably going Jared Verse in this conversation, DP. And the reason is, is that I have a larger sample size of him being the man, right? And then mm-hmm. secondly, the speed to power conversions for me, DP, are real. And I always say in the NFL, listen, we we love speed, we love hand usage, but guess what? At the end of the day, this is a grown man game, right? And sometimes you 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 have to win by simply going through another grown man. Like football is a physical sport, and we even see with some, you know, most edge rushes, right? I think Von Miller kind of gets away 
with it as a as a strictly speed guy. But most edge rushers, man, you talking about your Khalil Max, your Joey Bosa, your Nick Bosa, your Miles Garrett, right? Their their ability to play with power and play with strength in their hands and throughout their upper body is present. And I think that's necessary when you're talking about being an edge rusher. So I would probably go Jared verse in this conversation with the understanding that Dallas Turner has a lot to offer, right? They were tied in sacks. Dallas Turner, extremely productive. Some of those reps against, I think, Ole Miss and uh, University of Georgia, right, with some beautiful, clean reps. But I'm taking Jared verse just because like I said, larger sample size, the, the the speed, the power conversions are definitely there. And, 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 and that's what I like in the edge rusher. No, and, and Keith, I'm with you uh, in taking Jared first. I, it's the separation for me isn't large because I love Dallas Turner. I think t- Dallas Turner hasn't even. I, I think we just seen the tip of the iceberg, like you said. Like, really, yeah, I, I mean, like I so. he he's, I'm, I'm he has right only had one year guy, as you put, where we seen Jared verse like the last two years. He's been the dude right at Florida State, where I, I just look at Dallas Turner. And I'm like, man. You know, different names pop up, right? You mentioned Vaughn Miller. I think about Harold Landry. Um, you know, what I mean, those those kind of bendy. Like, I don't think he's undersized. You know, two forty two is not bad, right? You know, what I mean, so he's he's decent build. Uh, I think his arm length and everything is good. Quick, explosive first step, but his game has always been more speed and agility and bend around the corner rather than as much power. I do think he flashes a little bit of that speed to power conversion with the long arm and stuff like that to walk a tackle back, especially because, you know, guys are – I think with his speed, he forces guys to overset in their pass sets when they get vertical, and I think that's where he's able to sell that outside rush and then convert the speed – convert the power, rather. Yeah, no, nah, so the game that kind of – made me a little bit worried with the speed to power conversions was the game against LSU. He went, you know, went again, too talented. And then uh, one guy, Will Campbell, right, the, the left mm-hmm. tackle for LSU, he, I'm more than sure he'll be a draft prospect guy um, that we're going to talk a lot about this upcoming draft. Um, man, when, when he couldn't run around him and he had to work through him, the, the, the pass rush just kind of stalemated, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see. And I think this, when you talk about the development of Dallas Turner, I think it, 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 it sits in... I want a couple of things, right? His alignment, meaning his his two point, three point, four point stance, right? Because I I liked him and I thought he was more explosive out of a three point stand than a two point stance, which is kind of weird, right? And and, yeah. and it's a little bit different, but I just thought he was, and I thought he played, you know, and maybe because he came out of with a lower pad leverage right lower pad height lower pad trajectory and it allowed him to be more explosive and be able to bend um you know get up under the offensive tackles turn the corner and get up under the edge so that's that's what i liked about dallas turning talking about in a three-point stance but i also think too alignment as far as is he going to be tight condensed to the the, the outside shoulder of the offensive tackle is he going to be in a wide nine alignment i think all of those things dp can play into the success or the I don't want to say non-success, right, but just yeah. the, the the lack of sack production. So he can either have really good sack production of lack of sack production based off of those minor details that I think that the general manager who drafts him needs to pay attention to, the defensive coordinator who coaches him needs to pay attention to, and then his position coach needs to pay attention to because I do believe there's a lot there, but I think there could be an average amount there if you don't put him in a correct situation. No, Kevin, I think that the discussion about whether tightly condensed or wide nine is, is going to be an intriguing one because if I think hand usage wise and, you know, I think I was listening to Mike Tomlin on the pivot talk about how <clears throat> you look at like hand, proper hand technique and 
placement mm-hmm. and stuff. He's like, that's a coaching thing, right? And which we, I think we all know that. Like, that's something that can be coached up. But where he is right now, I think he's still kind of raw in that. So I would definitely put him more of a, and that's a crazy, like you said, he's more explosive out of that three point stance. Um, you know, and I wonder if an NFL team would kind of put him in that kind of track four point stance, two hands in the dirt, low trajectory to the ground, and let him just fire off. Cause like you said, that drive phase, like running, like sprinting in track or running the 40 yard dash, where he keeps those pat that pad level low, where he's getting the, he optimizes his, his speed and his burst. And I think if you right now you want to put him more of a wide nine guy on third downs rather than because typically you think about the Aiden Hutchinson's uh, or even the Will Anderson Jr. Guys who have really good hands. Oh yeah. I can put you condensed because the action starts much quicker and you can, when you use your hands well and you can defeat uh, blocks and, you know, reduce hitting surface area for tackles and you can clear that shoulder and get around quickly, right. Without having to have the best hips and best bend like those things, those guys can excel at that. I think where he's still, a little bit raw with his hands. Well, I don't even know if I want him too much close to the action. I want him to be able to pull that tackle out on that island where you don't have that bumper or that guard on the inside. That hey, if that guard is not protected, you know what I mean? Or if he's not, if he's uncovered, we're very close to him and he can work as that bumper, keep your inside uh path protected and keep you clean. Where I want to pull you out on that on that island to where now there's a two-way go. And I think that's the, the part of Turner's game also is the hands and then the inside counters with his speed, Keith, he's going to be able to to, to stress these guys vertically and on the, on the perimeter. Now work that inside track because you do that. That's when you become a full fledged pass rusher and a threat on every down in the NFL. Yeah. And and I look at it too. When we talk about drafting, right. And that's why we say this or that, when we take Jared verse for, you know, first in that top 10, uh, Dallas Turner in that top 10 or top 12, top 15, however you want to phrase it. Right. And I think sometimes when you look at the draft, right, sometimes we like to swing for the upside or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, draft community. And, you know, we want the general managers to swing for the upside, but sometimes proven production is, is a okay. Right. And and that's why I talk about the larger sample size with Jerry verse. And I just go back to something as simple as last year. Right. One of my guys, Byron young edge rusher from Tennessee. Right. Mm -hmm. I I just liked him because he just got home. He knew how to get home. And then you wonder why a guy like Will McDonald goes in the top 15. You know what I'm saying? And when you cut the film on, it doesn't make sense. And then, but it proves itself in the NFL, right? Byron Young, up until this point, probably had the, the better uh, rookie year, right? Even though he went an, an entire round or two later. But, you know, we'll figure that out. But DP, listen, man, we talked about Jared Verse versus Dallas Turner, right? We both took Jared Verse. And now we get to see, where does he stack up against the last two draft classes, right? And we're talking about some talented guys. We're talking about Kayvon Thibodeau. We're talking about Aiden Hutchison, right? We're talking about Trayvon Walker. We're talking about Will McDonald from last year. So we're going to get into that conversation coming up next, man. Where does Jared Reverse stack up against the past two draft classes? No more stressing or worrying when it comes down to buying the next tickets for your next big event. Guys, let me introduce you to game time. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. What offers? What do they have? What benefits are there, DP? Let me tell you, family, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Their tickets are easy to find and buy, but this is my favorite. This is my favorite benefit. They show the views from all the seats in the venue so you know what vantage point you will have before you purchase your ticket. And guys, listen to me. 
if your significant other loves Usher the way my wife does, okay, her and her friends love the man. But if you want to do something nice for him and you're in the Charlotte area in, on, in October, on October 23rd at 8 p.m., you can get tickets for as cheap as $140 on the Game Time app. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20, $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Let's stack the board, guys. Where does Jarrett versus Edge rush out of Florida State? He won the this or that versus Dallas Turner. But, Keith, looking at these last two draft classes, 2023 and 2022, a lot of pass rush talent between those two classes. Let's talk about it. Get the names to the people, to the family, so we can kind of see where Jarrett versus really kind of ranks out with these guys. Yeah, let's take a walk through memory lane real quick. And I'm, and what we're going to do is we're going to keep this fair, right? Because Jared versus the first round pick. So I'm just name off the first rounders, right? And so we'll go with 2022. We have to remember, right? We had Trayvon Walker. Um, he he went pick number one. Then we had Aiden Hutchison. We had Kayvon Thibodeau. We had Jermaine Johnson and George Karlaftis all going the first round of the 2022 draft. 2023, last year's draft, we had Tyree Wilson. We had Lucas Van Ness. We had Will McDonald. We had Miles Murphy, and we had Felix Aniduke Uzoma. So that's the guys, DP. I think that's 10. I think that's five five first-round edge rushers in the last two drafts. That's a total of 10. And then where does Jared Verse come in with that? I want to get your opinion first after I read off those names. Man, uh, you know, I think immediately what I thought about is, all right, who am I putting over Jared Verse? Um, Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson Jr., and I'm probably say maybe Kayvon, maybe Kayvon. Ooh, that's tough. Um, yeah, <laughs> Aiden will. I'm not gonna lie, Jared versus like three or four for me right now. Like, just it, the kid, the battle between is between him and Kayvon, and I think he's more explosive than Kayvon was coming out. Like, that first step, the power. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Jared versus three. I'm gonna put Jared versus three. And have Kayvon right behind him at four. Okay, I'm gonna go. This is what I'll go. I think he's gonna end up five for me. Uh, because you said you mentioned, and I left him off. I'm sorry, I, I don't know how I did that. I left Will Anderson off the list. Um, Will Anderson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchison. I'm gonna go Jermaine Johnson, you know, another Florida State guy. You know, as a big Jermaine Johnson guy. Um, yeah, and he he's starting to turn it on with the Jets. And then I'll probably go Jared Verse. And then I look at the rest of this class, right? So are, are we comfortable with saying that we'll we'll take him over guys like I'm looking at it, Tyree Wilson, right? Just give me a yes or no with that. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going down the list to make sure Lucas Van Ness. Yes. Will McDonald. Yes. Miles Murphy. This is a tricky one. How, how you That's feel about that? That's a tough that? one. Yeah, um, because I like Miles a lot, and I, I they might be tied. DP. I think this is probably more the threshold um, yeah. of where I will probably have that kind of conversation. Right, Jared verse versus Miles Murphy. I, I, this one tough. I'm taking. I'm taking verse. I think from from a, from a rush standpoint, I think he's a little bit more versatile, uh, more explosive. Okay out of the blocks and stuff, but this it's close. Those two, I really like Miles Murphy, you know what I mean, at Clemson. I saw him his whole career being in South Carolina. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take Verse a little bit over him. 
Okay, and, and I can't, you know what? I can't even put up a full-fledged argument against that, right? Because I think I agree with you. I think he's a little bit more versatile. And and, and Miles was probably more of a a 4-3 defensive end, right, than anything. Yeah. And then I, I think I know where you stand with this, but Felix and Iduke Uzoma, you probably take in verse, right? No, 100%. Okay, now this, okay, let's go to the 2022 class, DP. Trayvon Walker, right? Because we, we didn't talk about him. Um, as for what you said that you would take verse over, how, how are you viewing that situation? So, because you know, us at the draft network, me, we talked all the time about Trayvon. I was like, man, because I had I had Georgia in my region, and I was like, listen, this is a top, like, this is a top in the first round guy, but it was more so he was not refined at all, running off, rushing off the edge. <clears throat> Excuse me, he and he really didn't rush off the edge at Georgia, he was more <laughs> rushing from that three tech. Like in, interior dealing with some line spot, where now we're starting to see the wheels really turn for him after the second year in the league, him having almost 10 sacks, if not 10 this year. But I think and, coming out as a prospect versus hand placement, I think his hand technique, the, the ability to actually stand up, put his hand in the dirt as a true edge rusher, I'm taking verse. If you're telling me, like, you know, I just look at Trayvon so much more as like, man, if I. Put him inside. Put him at that three tech on third downs and let this man cook. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm so this is where I'm at with this DP. I like Trayvon Walker better as a defensive prospect, but if we're talking about edge rushers, and I think this is where this conversation comes into, right? Mm -hmm. I'm probably taking Jared Verse as the edge rusher, and we, and we, like you said, we talked about it at the draft network, right? With with Trayvon Walker in the sense of the fact of that. This guy was 280 pounds. Put him yeah. at defensive tackle and let him win. All I could think of is DP just, what if Coach Spags had him, right? What if Steve Spagnola had him? Oh, my God. Right? Because you think about this, and, and I know that teams, they say, man, we need an edge rush, right? But if you have a really good defensive tackle, you are A-OK. -okay. Like, I don't think the Los Angeles Rams look at it and be like, man, I wish Aaron Donald played defensive end, right? You, you're not thinking about that. Or, or the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They're not looking at Chris Jones and being like, man, we'll be in a much better spot. George Carlantis get one-on-ones every game because <laughs> teams are trying to stop Chris Jones on the interior. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, I think that's how you have to look at that conversation, right? It's like, you know what? Just move him inside. And so that's how a little spill on Trayvon Walker. And that's what I'm voting for. And I think that's why he's had more success. I think they have been kicking him down a little bit more. I've seen it a couple of times on Twitter. But DP, you just mentioned his name. This is the last guy that we didn't talk about as far as being a first round player. Um I just went George Carlaftis. I'm sorry, George Carlaftis. Yeah, I, I take verse over him as well. I really like George coming out. Um, you know what I mean? But I just look at again, just the the things you can't teach, man. Like that 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 explosiveness. Man, George was a power rusher, good hands, knew how to collapse and condense gaps and everything. Good run defender, as, as we see with the with the uh, Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. He played a big role on that defense this year. I just look at the. I mean, crazy enough, we talk about upside, right? I look at what verse is coming out, and it's like, man. The way that he wins, like, it's, it's hard to duplicate that and just say, okay, George, can you win the same? And I know it's, people win differently, but for me, I think with Jared Verse, man, that power, that speed, that explosiveness. And then it's, the, it's also the crazy thing of, like, what you've probably seen on tape, when they work him on those, those, those stunts and he's the looper coming in, mm -hmm. you know, rushing from the edge inside, those guards have no shot. Man, like that power, that speed, the power. I think I can't remember it was the Louisville game. I just remember watching him just like 
flatten a guard as he's like gearing up coming around the loop and just puts the guy on his back and gets into the backfield and i'm like that is terrifying as a quarterback because you're you you identify where verse is on the edge then they do that stunt and he twists and loops inside and now your guards on his back looking up at the sun and you're like bro i'm unprotected now you know what i mean yep. if you were back jones if you were brock purdy if you're not well brock purdy's got some athleticism but like, if you're a quarterback that is not Lamar Jackson, and you know these these quick twitch explosive guys, you're kind of panicking. Like, bro, I'm about to throw this out of bounds because like this dude's about to close, and his closing burst for versus closing burst is outstanding too. Keith. No, so it it's is. Just- it's, it's it's definitely really good. I, I I agree with you on that, and I think it's very talented. You know, like you said, his his closing burst real quick. DP, I got mm-hmm. two things because I I put Jermaine Johnson in front of him. I wanted to see. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson for you, you 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 put Jerry Verse in front of Jermaine Johnson. That's, that was tough. Oh man, because Jermaine was so much more nuanced and polished with his hands and his plan. Mm, you know what? Because I forgot about Jermaine. Can't forget about Jermaine. That's my guy, DP. You oh. cannot forget about Jermaine. We pulling for Jermaine in New York. Oh no, hundred percent. Right, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jermaine at three. I'm gonna go. Verse at four and then cave on at five. So okay. I forgot about Jermaine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, DP, listen, I I and, and wrap this thing up by saying obviously we did this and this is draft exercise, right? We haven't come talk, talking up having fun talking about the different draft classes, right? And, and I think it's safe to say it looks like DP with the 2022 draft, right? With Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon, Jermaine Johnson, right? He probably would have been somewhere around edge four-ish right and yeah. then you look at last year's draft with um will anderson then you jump into tyree wilson lucas van ness will mcdonald probably would have been age two right and, and could have made a case for edge won the battle that thing out with will anderson very close and then this year he's probably somewhere around edge two to three right depends on how it, how it figures out so man it's, it's it's real fun to you know kind of look back and compare and contrast these draft classes but dp let's keep this thing going and flowing coming up next man we have a coach case key thought and i told you it's about quarterbacks man it's about these quarterbacks in this draft class we have to talk about them so coming up next coach case key thoughts get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, america's number one sports book guys right now New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. New customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players, Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, Jokic, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, whoever, and you can bet on teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so, so much more. All right, guys? So, again, you can bet on your favorite players and teams on FanDuel Sportsbook. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. It's time for Coach K's key thoughts. It's been a minute, Coach K. So talk to us. What's that key thought of the day? DP, I, I we did quarterback rankings. Everybody's talking about quarterbacks, right? And I'm watching these quarterbacks, and there are things that I'm liking. There are things that I'm not liking, DP. But every mock draft, right, religiously, what are we seeing? We're seeing 
three quarterbacks in the top five, four in the top six, right? I, I, these quarterbacks are going to go high for X reason. But what I do believe is that we better make sure that these quarterbacks go to si good situations. I don't think that these are situation-proof quarterbacks, meaning that we, we get from time to time where quarterbacks fall a little bit, and then we like, okay, that's probably appropriate, right? Like the, this guy, second round grade, he fell to the second round. That makes almost like a Will Levis-esque type situation, right? Like it was it was about right. But I think with these quarterbacks, DP, um, you know, you're talking about Jaden Daniels, talking about Caleb Williams, right? Talking about Drake May. Like I said, we, we see all the highs, but then we also see the lows. And I'm, I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, you know, these are not situation-proof guys, and we better hope that they go to good situations. I think that's going to determine more than anything these quarterbacks' success in the NFL. Oh no, one hundred percent, Keith. Like it's very rare that you get guys that, like for me, I know we talk about like Caleb Williams being an air raid quarterback, but from a talent standpoint, he can fit any offense in the league. It's all about getting him they're mentally going from the air raid to maybe some more under center, you know, mm -hmm. hard play action, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans for the past 17 years with Derrick Henry right. in the backfield, that type of offense. But like talent wise, he's a guy that can transcend schemes from a talent standpoint. It's very rare that you get guys that can talent wise fit different schemes. I think most quarterbacks, I think 85%, I think that's what I remember scout told me this years ago, 85% of prospects that come into the draft, are scheme dependent. Like they, they need uh -huh. to be in the specific offense or defense to be able to, to flourish and succeed. And, and yeah. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because is that we, we, when, when quarterbacks go that high, right? Like we're talking about, Oh, one, two and three or one, two and four, or, you know, anything like that. We, we put the Superman label on them or, or, you know, casual fans or draft community, right. They put the Superman label, meaning that these guys are transcendent players right if they went pick one and pick two and pick three oh man we have the greatest thing ever and i'm looking at this like hey i see the opportunity for a lot of success and for these guys to be very talented players and very productive in the nfl but i also see some situations where they can have a lot of hiccups right and, and we can be five years from now reflecting on this thing sitting there saying would happen right and and so i i think there's more of the conversation and also i just want to kind of share with everybody that listen I, these guys are going to go extremely high right and whether they're you know deserving or not that's not the point right the point is that these are talented quarterbacks very talented quarterbacks but mm -hmm. as soon as these guys get drafted or even pre-draft right we need to start figuring out man this is a good spot for this quarterback this is a great spot for this one and i hope that this one goes here right because if it's bad then it can turn bad Keith, and you know I'm not the biggest Bo Nix guy, but if, if Bo Nix falls to the right situation in the first round, I'm not tripping. Like, I'm not I'm not going to argue that because it's like he is talented. He has good right. arm. He is mobile. It's about getting him in the offense that, to me, is going to simplify the reads and allow him to play loose and free because if you get Bo Nix to thinking, that's when you have issues. I don't want him with a Josh McDaniels type of offense. Tell him no. to have three play calls in, in the huddle and, you know, all these different – all these option routes. And it's like it takes – if you're not good at specific things, then don't call the things that a player's not good at. So I, I, I agree with you, Coach K. I love the thought because at the end of the day, as long as you get these kids, these talented prospects in the right situation and give them the weapons, as we see with the San Francisco 49ers, you can get a lot out of them.
Yep, yep. Get them to help. Get them to help. Get them to help, man. Build that thing around these guys because I, I, I want nothing more, DP, than these guys to be successful in the NFL, right? Like, oh, because I, I see the talent and it's like, man, this guy could be as great as this. This guy could be as great as this. But we know that there are times where NFL organizations, they simply ruin the quarterbacks, right? We know that that is a very realistic thing. But DP, I'm going to wrap this show up on that note right there, man. Another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast with your favorite dynamic duo, man. Listen, I want to say shout out to our everyday is thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day. I told you at the top of the show, I'm going to tell you at the bottom of the show, man. If you haven't hit the like button, go hit the like button. If you haven't commented, drop your comment, man. We talked a lot of really fun stuff talking about edge rushers. Jared Verse versus Dallas Turner. Then we went and compared them to the rest of the past two draft classes, man. And then we finished this thing up with a Coach K's Keith Thought. Listen, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the talent code my co-host man my guy man my running mate damian parsons is right there man you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl and like we always like to say man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back go subscribe and follow for free on youtube wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it is available on tomorrow's show guys we're gonna talk sleepers got some dames dudes perfect fits you know we love that segment all that's gonna be on tomorrow's show so Thank you for making Locked On NFL Drive your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.